Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane. Covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest is a mother of three gorgeous human beings, an empath and a happy wife. Born and raised in Germany, she has lived and worked in various countries before moving to Sydney in 2012. Living away from family and friends in a new country sent her into a deep depression until her body finally collapsed and she had to change her whole way of life, physically, mentally and in her soul. From depression to purpose, my guest finally had the courage to commit to a writing career, which had always been her dream and has written her first children's book, Master Mouse. Now available to order on our website and from all major online booksellers. She believes that we can heal our world by healing ourselves one by one, which requires inner work and taking on responsibility for who we truly are. Morning, Mia. How are you this morning? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Cool. Thank you. A bit cloudy here in Melbourne, but um, yeah, doing okay. Doing okay. So, um, wow. Moved to Australia in 2012 and then um, found yourself depressed because, and hey, I know where that's from because I moved countries as well. So I moved in 2008. So I completely understand um, where you where you're at with no friends or family and like feeling that isolation and things. But look, tell us about what led up to, you know, your body collapsing into depression because that sounds really quite critical. Yeah, look, um, I thought I was superpower woman, and I think that's an issue that many women deal with, especially nowadays, because we think we need to and also can do it all perfect children perfect marriage perfect house job health sports social life you know everything and um i never permitted myself to rest to take time out to be still or to be in grief to process life you know and life is not just about happy lucky everything perfect it's not but Mm. that's what i thought i put a lot of pressure on myself And I just kept accumulating pain, pain and pressure. And um, what what I noticed then or what I learned because I went on this huge healing journey afterwards is that when you don't allow your pain or your emotions to be felt, they just stick with you. And eventually it's it's like a pressure cooker you know like you can only take that much and yeah it just explodes and it bursts yeah and this is what happened to me then yeah and like you said in what you were just saying that you were grieving what was it you were grieving was it grieving the your old your old country as such um because i look i come from the uk and australia is its own country with its own traditions and with its own you know beliefs standards tall poppy syndrome all of the other things that go with it which are completely different although I thought there may have been some similarities and I was very surprised when I moved here you know Australia is very different from the UK and I thought oh you know there's a lot of English people over here you know maybe there would be more uh, you know of a similarity between the two cultures and I actually found the cultures very different so does that is that what you mean when you say grieving and pain or look I I actually I think first this is what I thought mm. but then when I started on this journey I realized there is something else behind this and the grief was sitting within me right and I have a pattern so I I, I finally being being sort of locked or caged in Australia because yeah. it's so far to Germany right where yeah. I'm from um finally made me stop because um I couldn't run anymore I yes couldn't. and before that I spent my whole life running I spent my whole life running away moving keeping busy um 
doing this, getting on a new job, taking on this uh, um, volunteering role, whatever it was, right? So not sitting and dealing with you, is that what you're meaning? So actually yes. dealing with who you are, yes. you were just yes. running. That didn't matter what country you were in, you were just running away. Yes, and I, I took that with me also to Australia, right? Because you can never run from yourself. No. And this is something I had to learn and I had to stop because my body was just like enough, you know, like this is enough. We can't do this any longer. So I had to stop everything i had to quit my wow. job i had to stop um volunteering roles my social life because i did not have any energy left so and what actually happened then did you just your body just shut down and go well you're not getting out of bed today sorry yeah basically yeah i was oh. like exhausted i i was so exhausted i felt like depleted like a hangover but, but a long one the booze Without the booze, without the party. Oh, no, that's so good. You can't have a hangover without the party. Yeah, so, so, and that was continuous, and I just could not function anymore. And, um, and then I was like, what's going on? You know, I started looking into, um, into dietary issues. You know, I stopped drinking, I changed my food, um, my, my food intake, I went on supplements, I, um, slept a lot. Mm. I did yoga and exercise, but it would not cut it. Like it would not change it. And I was like, okay, something's totally wrong here with me. And um, that's when I started asking questions like what's happening? You know, like, why can I not get up in the morning? And, And I used to be very energetic. What's going on? And this is what I, I, I think this is what my, body really wanted me to do because I had to let go of all of this bottled up stuff like my own emotions and we all have that you know that we accumulate our own childhood trauma and emotions yeah but what I learned is that we also carry with us our parents issues our cultural issues our society's issues and um look my parents both were war refugees right and um and were born in the war so my grandparents were in the war and um there's i mean war is i i cannot think of anything more horrendous than war and the trauma and the pain that's happening there right but what i found out is then because when you are in such a situation you cannot show vulnerability. You cannot, because that means death, right? So Definitely. I, I grew up in a family where I never learned how to be vulnerable or how to permit myself to feel any emotions because that was dangerous, you know, and I'm not blaming anyone for this. This oh. is... It's the situation and the circumstances that our grandparents, our forefathers were in, basically. I mean, war, the the first and second world wars affected, like, my country, your country, like, the whole of Europe, the whole of the world, really. And so, um, yeah, there are so many different traumas incorporated in all of that, definitely. So this gets passed on, right? Yeah. Because if you... If there isn't anyone to say, oh, stop, I need to stop and look at how I'm actually showing up. Mm. These these habits, these patterns and these behavioral patterns just get passed on from parents to their children subconsciously without, without knowing what they're actually doing. So I never learned emotional resilience. I never learned how to deal with, um, bullying at school and and we all experience things like that as children everybody does in one context or the other different levels yeah but yeah no exactly right like some people it's really like full on and other people it might be one or two people but yeah no I completely agree with you I experienced bullying when I was at school but I class it as not being too crazy like I I, you know Mm. I got I you know I dealt with it well my brother helped helped me deal with it. We got in trouble at the headmaster because he came over and punched the girl who was bullying me. But um, you know that, it, like, I'm not condoning that. That was definitely not a good thing to do. But that was what my younger brother believed. He stopped picking on my sister. So, but 
again, you know, that's from our era as well, because that's not something we promote in this sort of society now, is going over and punching somebody in the head. But, um, you know, hey, so sorry, carry on. So, yeah, but bullying, definitely. We've all experienced that. But, yeah, dealing with it is a whole different kettle of fish. Yes. So um, I never allowed myself to talk about this or to feel that grief of um, not belonging or not being good enough, you know, and we, I think we all go through these issues, like every single person on different levels, you know, and different to different extents. And um, so when I, when I um, arrived in Australia, and I dropped into this depression, I could not run any longer from myself. That actually forced me to deal with all of these issues that I had been bottling up, you know, and this is the grief that had to come out. And I spent hours crying. Oh my gosh, really? Hours, yes. Wow, wow. I stopped stopped crying when I was eight. I remember consciously. Really, okay. Yes. I, I made the conscious choice. I'm never going to cry again. Okay. I, I suppose, I suppose because of all of that war issue, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. Earlier. The vulnerability of it and all of that stuff. You were like, yeah. I'm not going to cry again because this means that I'm showing people um, that I'm hurt or I'm upset or I'm sad or, or whatever that situation was. And so yeah. you just went, no, eight is such a young age to make that decision, but well done. Well, I'm, I okay. Um, well done for recognizing that. Okay. So then, so how did you get, okay. Cause I'm sure that there's people listening to this that and I would be one of those as well. I mean, I don't tend to do that. I do it probably more now because I've had a child. So I tend to cry at the drop of a hat with having a child I don't know if that unleashed my emotionalness but um but I definitely can recognize what you're saying in the fact that when I was younger that I didn't cry I bottled emotions up I so how did how did you give yourself permission to release that wow that's that's a really good question to cry. I don't think I did that consciously and I was still fighting against it like okay. massively but um but because because I, I tried to get better because my body was just not functioning anymore, um, which made me angry, by the way. I was really angry at my body for, for doing this to me, right? Yeah. But um, yeah. I was asking those questions like, so what's going on? And I realized asking questions is actually very powerful because it's like a form of, it's almost like a form of prayer, you know? Um, and I don't want to go into religious debates. It's just about higher power or trust no. or hope in, 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 into something, something bigger, I would say, you know, supporting us. And then what I got was you need to meditate. And I was like, meditate, you know, honestly, okay. I had been one of those people. <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, I have to sit quietly yes, for 20 minutes and just think about like, my breathing. Ridiculous. Yeah. But, but I picked up books from the library yeah. and there was a time and every single book I picked up, every single one spoke about meditation, you know, and, and um, yeah. I, I never used to believe in synchronicities and things like that, but I was like, okay, I mean, even I cannot dismiss this, you know, so if, and I, I was at a point where I was so desperate. I was like, I, I'll try anything. So this is what I tried. And what happened was I fell asleep wow. most of the time. You know, I was just smashed. Wow. Yeah. But <laughs> That's also, okay. <laughs> um, this allowing myself to finally, finally be still with myself, which scared me before, right? Remember, I was always running. I was finally sitting with yeah. myself being still and and then it just came out and it, it just came out and it was wow. like oh my gosh um sometimes I cried for two hours straight yeah and it, it was just like somebody turned on the taps you know and it was just bang release. yeah and you yeah. just had to and, release um, it it got better <laughs> 
yeah well thank god because you're here so <laughs> so yeah no well but it's quite interesting because i've read a book by um a man and i know i mention him quite often on here gabba mate and he um has a book called oh my gosh when the body says no or and 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 i started reading it then I had to stop reading it because it was frightening because like you say he went into a lot of trauma and emotions that you pen you keep pent up in your body actually leads to illnesses like cancers and heart Absolutely. disease and, and MS and all of that stuff so it was quite interesting that you sang your body basically said nah nah I'm knackered if you carry on and you don't deal with your issues well I'm gonna stop so you have to deal with it and that's sort of what he says within the book as well as many other things um, that the body says, no, can't go on. Sorry. And it sort of in a way gives you an illness or shuts you down to get you to stop to deal with stuff. So, wow. Okay. So do, is that what you felt your body was doing sort of stopping you and going? No. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I do believe um, that I would have developed a really serious illness. Really? Um, I mean, this is, this is, I cannot prove that scientifically, but I'm not a person who, who goes down that path. This is my intuition. And my intuition really told me, had you not stopped, you would have been in, in big time trouble, you know? So yeah. um, I had to go through this to release all of this. And I fully agree with that emotions. If you do hold them in your body, um, that they can make you sick, right? Yeah. And look, I think we actually go, oh, our body's a bit different from our minds, right? So our mind is this thing that's sort of talking to us constantly and all of this stuff, but we don't actually connect that our mind actually tells our heart to be. And, you know, although it's, you know, we don't consciously see that and that the emotions and things like that, that our mind and, you know, we are going through will affect how our body deals with situations and circumstances and how we can actually think that they're not connected in any stretch of the imagination amazes me. So, um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, okay. So you started the meditating and, and releasing your emotions as such. So what happened next? Well, Look, I think this this went on for maybe roughly one and a half years or so. It went for quite a wow. stretch, right? It was it was it was a big one, and um, and then I came to a point of time where it was um, like, wow, I actually have free time because mm. I, I had dropped everything prior, right? Because yeah. I couldn't handle anything anymore. I had lost most of my social contacts too, because there were many people not able to cope with what I was going through and they turned away, yeah. right? And I, I didn't have the energy left to reach out. I couldn't. So um, I was getting better and I found myself with free time because the kids were sort of independent at school, you know? And I was like, wow, like, what do I do? And then it wow. came to me, I can reinvent myself. Yeah. I can start from scratch. And I mean, this is also the beauty of moving to a different country that you can actually do that. You know, it's like um, you're, you're handed a blank slate and you're like, wow. So this is what happened to me anyway. And that was, yeah. then I was reconnecting back to, but who do I really want to be? You know? Yeah. And that's not so easy. And I think I think this is a common question everyone shares on this planet. Who do I want to be at the core? You know, like in my heart, what is my passion? What fulfills me? Like seriously fulfills me. Before that, I was living a life that did not fulfill me. So how would that life look like now if I was living this from a heart space, from a soul-fulfilling mm. space? Mm. So what... How did you? Because I I I I resonate with that because like I do well. This is what I like doing basically. This is why I'm doing it. I don't get paid for this, but I love talking to people like yourself who've been through these journeys. And this gets me out of bed. This is what I love doing. And how did you? How did because because I it took me a while to get to where I'm at. Where I go, yep, no, this is what I want to do. So how did you? 
get to that point because it's it's all very well going oh what are my passions but uh and you can write reams and reams that like i used to write like what do i love doing it's like i love traveling i love talking to people i love doing and so um you can write reams and reams and reams but actually pinpoint down what you wanted to do how did you how did you get to that because i'm sure there's people listening who go well i don't know like i'm just going to work and surviving yeah yeah totally and it's it was a lot of trial and error for me as well you know and the question really is um what does your mind tell you or what does your outer environment tell you that's one thing but what does your heart tell you really you know so learning to distinguish these voices and there's so many voices around us telling us how we should be how we should show up and this and that you know so how do you get to the core of yourself Mm. and and this is where meditation comes in again because this is about getting to know yourself really finding out who you are and what for me was the big one again was asking questions And I think questions are a superpower, you know, asking the right questions. So what I asked was, what is my soul's truest desire? Okay. What lights me up? And did you ask that and and then meditate on that question as such? Did you sort of like just put it out there in the ether and then meditate and see what came to you or how? That's that's one way okay. of doing it. Though remember, I usually fall asleep. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I wouldn't hear that. You need to sit on one of those spiky mats or whatever. We need to get you a bed of nails. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Walk on hot coals yeah. or something. No. Um. So so for me, what works? Um. And I had to figure this out for myself again. And this is unique for everybody, right? You need to figure it out for yourself. For me, what works best is walking in nature. No headphones okay. on, nothing, just by myself, going for a run, going for a walk. Because then I go into this breathing pattern, which is quite similar to the meditative yep. breathing, you know? And But I don't fall yeah. asleep, right? Because I have to run. Yeah, <laughs> no, which is handy. Uh, that works <laughs> really well for me, yeah. But also, answers come in um, through different channels you know sometimes through friends telling you something or um they pop in later and you just have this knowing in your mind you know there there are many different ways and um when when you're not sure about an answer you need to keep asking and exploring like is this really right for me does this feel right or maybe try it a little bit and and feel if it lights Mm. you up does that does that light you up from the inside you know and and also um i mean coming back to the writing because that's what emerged as my passion you know i always knew i wanted to be a writer i had this childhood dream you know and and little kids very often know very well what they are good at and what their dreams yeah. are and then we grow up and we lose that connection. We dismiss it, you know. Yeah, and that, yes, or, or yeah, because you're going to school or whatever, and there's different that you've got to be good at sciences, you've got to be good at languages, you've got to be good at, to get all of these exams to then go out into the world. And actually, maybe it is that you're good at art, and you just need to do the art side of things and encourage that side of things as well as get the other things like English and maths, but, but it gets left by the wayside because like things like art and writing and things like that sort of potentially, you know, writing novels and books and things like that just don't get encouraged in our children. We are sort of so focused on getting the syllabus done that maybe that syllabus isn't really what we should be focusing on. It's focusing on the kids strong points. I fully agree. Yes, I so agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And 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 we because we have three children and they are all yeah. very different and looking at them and how they they handle school um and how they would benefit from different input, you know, and things delivered in different forms. Um that's I think we need to that needs to change, you know, that totally needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I yeah. look. I agree. Like my son's only just started school, and I can see things that he, like he really doesn't want to do, and it's like hell to get him to do. And then there's other things where he's like, "Yep, I really would like to do this." And um, yeah, it's just 
making sure he's got the interest in the thing he really likes to do, but then also making sure he just covers off what he needs to do in the other areas, like reading and shit like that, that he doesn't like necessarily like at the moment. Which is terrible because I'm talking to you and you've written a book, so that's really bad. But, I know, um, it's not. I think it's frustrated. Need. The mm. thing is, I think kids, when they start reading, get frustrated because they want to be able to run, but they need to understand that they've got to walk first and they just want to, they get frustrated. Well, I don't know what that word is. Read it to me, but yeah. Um. Okay, so, wow, you discovered this writing. You wanted to write and it had been hidden inside you for a long time by the sounds of it. So, well, what did you do? What, what did you do next? And why a children's book? Because you could have gone out and written like a romantic novel or a detective story or, you know, and you could have written for adults, but you wrote for children. Yes, and um, I, I always wrote on the side, you know. It was never completely oh, okay. It was always sort of there in the background, but I never fully committed to it, you know. So that's, I think, is the difference. And when I found myself with that free time, I was like, okay, so now I, I have the time, I could do it. If I don't do it now, I will regret this at the end of my life. Mm. I totally will regret it. I need to commit. And commitment is about having the desire, the passion, the intention, you know, to really do it. And that's what I did. Yeah. I sat down every day. And I made writing the priority. Said so the washing had to wait, the um, grocery shopping had to wait, whatever else was sitting there had to wait first the writing. And that's what I did. Okay. Very consistently for three months or so. But how long did you like? Did, how long did you write for? Or did you go right? I'm going to sit here for half an hour and write, and then you'd find that you'd be writing for like two hours or whatever. I mean, what what yeah. was the process? The process was to force myself to step into it to get over this initial hurdle you know of not doing it but to get onto it and then I think half an hour was the minimum oh, okay. and if it wouldn't flow then I just stopped you know and there are some days when it just doesn't flow and we need to acknowledge that as well and accept that and some days I wrote for four hours wow. you know, it really <laughs> depended on on yeah. the day and on my on, on on where I was at, you know, and um, so so that was the process. And then what happened then was just brilliant because <laughs> so I was I was in this habit of writing, and then I was one day outside sweeping the driveway. You know, it was very yeah. meditative. Again, I couldn't fall asleep right because I was working with yeah. my group. So I was just doing this, and then I had this little bubble like come flow to me and attached it attached to my ear and then this voice started talking and it was the wow book. and it was it was narrated to me from this little bubble it, i know this sounds maybe crazy but this is how it you was. sound pretty like, oh, sane to me from what i've cool. had to go through in my life <laughs> you sound pretty sane to me wow okay so it's like elizabeth um Gilbert and Big Magic if you've read that book it's yeah. um because she talks about this process of how creative ideas float around and attach to someone it's fascinating yeah. so I was yeah. like okay this is cool I'll write it down wow so I went inside to my computer and I I, I, I swear I sat down and I simply wrote down what the voice was giving me that was what it was it was not a conscious decision about i'm going to write a children's book and this is the setup no not okay. at all i simply recorded recorded it and i had no idea where the story was going and i had to laugh a lot i was just like this is really crazy let's see where this is going but it all came together in the end wow and that's fascinating yes and I wrote this down within, I think, eight weeks or so. Every day, I just sat at my computer. I said, okay, I read the last paragraph. And I went like, okay, um, this is where we're at. Give me the next bit. Yeah. And then I wrote it down. <laughs> wow. Like, wow. Almost sounds like, you know, a relative of yours was stood there whispering in your ear, hey, you need to, like, write this book down, okay? Like, I will wow. not dismiss that. I totally no, 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 neither, no, neither, <laughs> neither would I. Look, it's very funny because you went into writing and when I came out of the 
relationship that I was in with my son's father. Um, and I, and I'd been in stressful work situations as well. The one thing I turned to was art. So, and like, Hey, my art isn't sellable, believe you me, but like, it's very funny because I went and did a lot of meditation and I've been meditating for years and years, like way back in the UK before I even came here, uh, Tibetan meditation, you know, various different forms of meditation. But I found that in my stressful situations when I meditated, I would actually get, I would imagine colors and shapes and various different things like that. And then I would go and try and recreate those on a piece of canvas but it's very bizarre that that's you went to creative side of writing um, and I did the art side of things when you're under stress and yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you had this bubble talking to you and produced this book. Yes. That, like that's great. Like that's not crazy. I'm not going to say you're crazy, but that's, that, that must've been, did you find it easy? Was it just like sitting down and, just it flowed. Yeah, that was that was easy. That was the easiest part, right? Because wow. that happened like roughly three years ago. So, and then came the editing and uh, finding like finding the illustrator Publishing. was also easy, but the yeah. editing took forever, you know. And it was oh, a really okay. long, intense process. And also because I had to learn so much about um, how how should a book um look like and and what should it feel like when you read it you know I had a very specific idea in my mind and um I read it out aloud I don't know how many times so that it went into this flow into how it felt good for me you know and that took a lot of time the editing and then um and then the publishing and all of that yes well and I suppose I should ask like what's the book about yes and this is, this is, uh, oh, I love the book. <laughs> it's really funny. Well, I was going to say, yes, like, I mean, I you had it. this bo- book transposed to you through this bubble, but like, I'm sure there's people on this call, uh, you know, on listening to this going, well, okay, that's great. But what's it about? So, so yeah. Brief synopsis without giving away the like storyline, because we don't want to spoil it for everyone. No, it's, it's called Master Mouse. Yeah. And it's about four animals on a quest. Okay. Oh, wow. And they okay. have attended quest school and, to get their diploma, they have to complete a quest as a team. And they get put together into this random team and they are like the odd ones out, you know? Yeah. So the team consists of the mouse, yeah. a giraffe, a slug. Oh my God. Yes. A slug and, yeah. and a pig, or maybe not. That's one of the. Um, oh, okay. Not, don't spoil it for everyone. Away, so. no, don't go, wow, that is the most random group of animals yes. ever put together to to do a quest. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> this is at least sounds awesome, fantastic. And and what happens is um, during this adventure, each one of them reveals their own unique flaws or their vulnerability. Oh right okay okay and for example the giraffe cannot read so oh. um, and yeah so this comes up as a story and um the whole story evolves around this theme of we all have our own flaws each yeah. one of us but then if we work together we can help each other right there, oh, are, two, okay. there are two options we can either um, start bullying and putting each other down or we acknowledge that we have a flaw and everybody else has one as well a vulnerability and we help each other and we work as a team so with the giraffe the others help the giraffe um, by reading out loud you know so that she can be part of the team okay and um what 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 happens is in the end, they because they work together. Oh, don't tell the end! Don't tell the oh, end! Okay, don't, okay. I'm not telling. No, no, it. Keep, yeah. no, no, no. We need to keep it suspensive. Right. No, this is great. Like it sounds <laughs> awesome. What um what age range does the book is the book for as such? It's um, I would say it could be as young as five as five. Okay. If you have kids, they are kids that are like really, you can read to the kids. Yeah, you can such. read it to yeah. the kids, and then self-reading maybe eight 
or nine and up to the age of 10 to 12. So okay. anything between five and 12. And the audiobook is coming out as well. Um, and so you can even have the book and then have the audiobook with the it. Audiobook, so, so you can read it, yeah. Can look at the illustrations because the illustrations are really stunning and gorgeous. Yeah. And um, what, what I really wanted to achieve with this book is to bring back magic into our lives, you know, yeah. so that parents and children can connect again together with that magic. Yeah. And, and also, um, this is because the story goes away from this old narrative, good guys versus bad guys, right? It takes the battlefield into ourselves. Yeah. Which is, it, it which really, is great because yeah. that's what you've just been doing with yourself really and absolutely. recognizing your vulnerabilities absolutely so this is why this story is really a description of my own journey but in in using the magic of a story you know yeah. storytelling is a magic art i think so um it can teach us um through the magic of storytelling and um I love that. So you wrote the book, right, with your bubble friend. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it like it sounds awesome. It sounds great. Um, how did you like? I'm I'm wondering if we've got any budding other authors out there who are listening to this. How like okay, so writing the story is great on the computer, whatever. Writing the story, then like, how did you then? go to did you approach friends did you go to did you google publishers or, or like how did you get to put it onto paper and also into audio and sell it how have you got to that point um so first i'd like to say i've written blogs about this because this is what i okay. do as well, oh okay right? great so who, okay whoever wants to know the details or any of the details of my story i've written a blog i think about all of my journey and also about the publishing part the editing part and all of this so oh, um, awesome. you can read about this for details but um what i used again was the art of asking questions so i when i when i started with the book i said i need a good editor for this place and then i swear this was, the book was finished three weeks later. I was at a Christmas party of a friend and we were just about to walk out. And I hear this person say, I'm an editor. So I turn around, I look at the person, I zoom in, I walk to that lady, I said, are you the editor? She's like, yes. I'm like, I have to leave, but we need to talk. So we exchanged phone numbers and she became the editor of the book. Wow. And she's like, brilliant in the same way the illustrator appeared in the same way you know it was just it's almost like you've put the question out to the world and said hey I've got this book but I need yes. an editor and the world goes oh, okay here you go here's one this one will help you out yeah. and it just like pops them in and it's almost like it like well it is meant to be because it is now to be but um it's like I always think if you're supposed to do something you will do it because the world will and kill me for whatever I'm saying now, but the world will just make it happen for you because you're supposed to do it. It's your I calling. I totally agree. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I totally agree with that. And, and, and the, I think the most important part is in this is really to then again, tune within and look, what do you really want? And then by asking those questions, it's almost like, they are like um, signposts mm. on a path, you know, and you just follow those bits and paces and that pulls you into a certain direction, which is fascinating. And that's a really des good description, signposts pulling you. Well, you're the writer and I'm the one who just does painty stuff and talks. But like, um, no, but that's a really good description of like what they are, signposts as such. Um, so did you ever, did you ever, ever have any doubts when you were writing the book and go oh, what am I doing you're like hello nobody's gonna read this like one million oh times. my gosh did you... at least <laughs> <laughs> yes. but you still did it though 
I still did it. Yeah. And what's made you, what hmm. made you go, yeah, shut up internal voice that's telling me nobody's ever going to read it. Like, how did, how did you, how did it, how did you keep going? Because this is the one question that fascinates me is Mm. why did somebody continue to do when they're everything like, and our bodies do this, right? Um, Our, you know, our brains are there to protect us, right? Where they say, oh no, don't do that podcast because nobody's going to blooming listen to it or don't write that book or don't, you know, who's going to buy that picture or whatever. But it just fascinates me. I go, well, why? I think, um, what kept you going? What made you and, and push through? And I think through? this was one of the biggest lessons I learned in the last years. Um, I have a very deep internal trust and faith into, into a higher power that is connected with me or in myself then as well, right? So this is about trusting myself, my inner core again, trusting who I am, who I truly am. Not all of these images I, I used to have of myself. You know, I was wearing masks and I was taking away all of these masks yeah. and um, stripping this off to really become me. And then when I really look at myself and who I am and look into this passion and into my heart, then there is a deep trust in there that just said, yes, but I believe in this. I believe in this. So like a six, so like a sixth sense that says you're on the right path, go, yes. you know, just trust that you're doing the right thing. It's like a sixth sense yes. that says trust yes. this it's, is right for you. It's like a heart connection, like a okay. soul connection, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like, like hope and trust yeah. and faith. And I think this is so, so, so important because with what would we be on this world without hope and trust and faith, you know? Um, what would we be? Yeah. And I, look, and I also think the world pushes things into your sphere, for want of a better word. So I like when I first was considering coming over to Australia, I didn't have enough points to come over. I wasn't going to get a visa. There was no way I was going to come over here. And I just, somebody said, well, why don't you get sponsored? And I was like, what's sponsored? And then I had a company sponsor me and here I am. So, you know, um, I, I just think when there's obstacles in your way, the world just pushes things, like you said, with the editor and stuff like that, um, to push it into your way. So, okay. So you got the editor, you got the illustrator, and you've you've written all about this, which is great because people can find out about it. But, like, how did you then get it all published? Was it just, uh, again, another question? <laughs> Lots of questions, yeah. But this, this, one was, um, this one was a bit trickier because I always thought um, – I had this dream of a publisher, you know, appear on a white horse, sort of like the prince, you know, in the yeah. fairy tales. <laughs> and he never came. And so, um, and quite, a, and, and the messages I had been getting were self-publishing, you know, and then I was, in the end, I was like, okay, I still think there might be a publisher out there or not, but actually it doesn't yeah. matter because I believe in this book and I trust in this book. And this is, and it's a great book. So I'm just going cool. to go down that path of self-publishing. And that's what I did. And I um, and then I again asked for the perfect publisher for me to come in. And, and I just Googled these things. And, and then I found one. And he was yeah. brilliant, you know, or this company was brilliant. So um yeah, this is again about asking questions, but <laughs> what I've learned is that. Sometimes I don't oh, want okay. to hear the answer. Oh, blimey. So, <laughs> so the answer is in my face. And I'm just like, oh, I better keep asking questions yeah. because I don't like the answer, you know? So, but that's yeah. obviously not. So you try and change the question and <laughs> they just come back and go, no, you're not doing it that way. And this is, this is what, this is at the moment what you're getting. And there might still be something else after that, you know? Yeah. But um, this this um, way of living um, by trusting your inner senses and your sixth sense or intuition, whatever you want to call this, um, that can bring up uncomfortable things, you know, and sometimes we don't want to hear the answers. I've had that a few times. And then it's like, yeah, you asked, this is the answer. Deal with it. 
or leave it, you know? And what happens, have you found, do you find it throws that answer back again if you ignore it and go, no, I'm not going to take that as the answer? Um, what, like what happens? Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you an, okay. an, an example, right? What happened there? So I had finished writing the children's book and um, I didn't know what to do next. And um, I was asking questions. And I, it turns out I wasn't asking the right questions. So what I, what I always, I, I often get information in my dreams. So in my dream, I came, this question came to me, what is your soul's truest desire? That was given to me in a dream. So the okay. next morning while I reflected on this, I was like, okay, I'll ask that question. I guess I wasn't asking the right questions before. So I asked the question, what is my soul's truest desire? And this is a direct connection to my soul, to my heart space, right? And the answer came in quite quickly and it was write a book or write down what you've been through, your journey, all of this, right? I was like, no way. I am not doing this. <laughs> this is opening myself up, being absolutely vulnerable yeah to the world and I said no and then the answer I got was just like yeah that's cool you asked so this is your soul's truest desire so you can do it or leave it but this is what it is oh funny and then at this while while my mind was going like you cannot do this what will your family think what do your children think what yeah. your parents and everybody you know that my mind was going bonkers yeah and I was my, my heart was already starting to write. Wow. So, and then I, I, I had waited for another two days. And then I was like, okay, I could like, I just sit down and start writing. I don't have to publish this really, you know? So, yep. And I started writing. I sat down on a Monday. I think I wrote 10,000 words. Oh my gosh. Or 17,000. It was one go. It was, See, that it would just, sound like hell to me, but yeah, honestly, no. Honestly, it just... <laughs> Spurred out. Yeah. Amazing. And um and I love that. You know, when I'm in that space, this is my my sacred space. It feels so good. Okay, so I was writing about everything, my whole healing journey, everything I learned, and everything that happened to me. And um a few months later, um, I spoke to my editor and I said, Look, I have this um stuff sitting there and I can't really turn it into a book. It feels incomplete and she said why don't you publish it as a blog I was like oh okay you know I didn't want that you know but she was like I could feel it yes I need to publish it as a blog but my mind went like oh, oh no. not a blog yeah what are you getting yourself into but then I did it and that's when I started my blog and I've been blogging about this for one and a half years about, wow. about everything I've been learning and um, so you can read all about this on my website. Awesome. And, um, and the really funny bit about this is five years ago, I went um, to see um, a spiritual healer, a spiritual medium. And she told me, oh, you will one day have a blog. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, no way. What should I even blog about? You well, know? exactly. And that was five years ago. And then... Like um, two and a half years later, I was like, oh, I'm setting up my blog. Here we go. You know? Wow. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I, when we were sitting here, I was thinking people are going to think we're some spiritual talking to dead people, couple of people. But like, like, it's not like I believe that we're all like stardust and we're all connected in some way and like, you know, whatever whatever anyone believes I'm very agnostic and all of that stuff about religion and things but I just accept what everyone accepts but yeah I just think yeah there's things in the world that we can't explain and so you know um I fully agree and I've, I've written, it is what we is I've written about this too in my in my blog quite frankly I did not used to be a spiritual person at all um I had but then I had quite a few experiences myself, um, again, by asking questions, you know, so um, that changed my whole worldview. So you can read about this as well, because 
Oh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And, like, I look back and I go, like, you know, a few well, I say a few years ago, it would be more than a few years ago, like we didn't know about quantum physics or anything like that and the world vibrating at certain frequencies and all of this stuff. And I'm sure over the next sort of like 50 to 100 years, and I won't be here to even experience that, but um, I'm sure we will discover so many other things that we just weren't aware of with you and I sitting here now that we weren't aware of. So, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. These things, yeah, these things happen to us and just got to get on with it and listen to what's being told to us which is quite funny because when you were telling me that I was thinking wow it's almost like you've got a best friend in the ether that goes no 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 well you can do what you want but what I'm suggesting is you do this (laughs) (laughs) so um have you because I'm uh, like you and I have both come to this country um and we haven't like I've got friends and stuff here but I have no family here and like there must be other people listening to this who either um, have moved country and have no family and friends. Is there anything that, because my listening to your story, this is where I'm going, beating around the bush here, trying to get my words out. But listening to your story, one of the best things you could have done, although it didn't feel like the best thing that you could have done at the time, was to come to Australia and then have to deal with all of the things that you had to deal with. And, and, and it's, and I've said this to you um, times at uh, times we've spoken before. Not only do you and I have similar situations in the fact that we both moved to another country, but I think it, in moving to another country has been good for both of us because although I've had a roller coaster of a journey and you've had a roller coaster of a journey, and although I'm a single mum, but you're you're not a single mum. You're you're in a relationship and and have three wonderful girls, wonderful children. Um, the moving countries and being in putting yourself in that situation does mean that you have to stop running away and dealing with things and I know over the last three or four years it's it's grown me as a person with where I am and and I've I'm maybe not got to the point where I'm doing things like you like publishing books and stuff but it made me actually realize what I needed to do to be happy and uh you know I miss I would love to move everyone from the UK that I know over to here um and the time difference is a bitch as well because um you know when I'm going to bed they're waking up as such so that's also isolating and I suppose Germany would have been sort of fairly isolating like that as well with the time difference but like um do do you have any advice or anything that you would say to somebody who's moved here um, to help with that situation and isolation? Because it's like, it's worked out. Like it's been hell at times, believe you me, for me, but it's worked out. Look, um, I think what I learned and um, this is maybe not what people would like to hear, but what I really um, understood is true belonging and true connection can only happen when I connect with myself and within, and I accept myself yeah. fully, right? And um, I could have had that anywhere. I could have had that in Germany or in any other country as well, but I did not allow myself to go into that. So the, the forced isolation from the outside made me look at myself, which was the best thing that ever happened yeah. to me. But it was a really tough yeah. process. So um, I think there is so much in it for people that brave and dare moving to another um, country because you can, in the end, you can only win from it. You can only grow from it. But the process is not always easy and it can be very no. painful. And um, be kind to yourself. Be kind. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. It is about give yourself a break because yeah. um you know, it is like it is. Uh, I I was probably very naive about the the move and thought oh, it'd be an adventure, it'll be fun because I'm one for adventure and doing things that like, you know, going yeah. places. But then maybe that's part of the running away thing because the adventure diverts the mind from the self. Yeah, I was um it's definitely a journey we're all on, isn't it, really? It's like a hell of a journey. Um, and I wish it was a little bit easier, maybe. If I could go back 20 years and say, hey, don't do X, Y, and Z, then I might have done. But hey-ho. So 
where can people get this book from? Where where can they actually go and get the book? Is it on like Amazon and stuff? The book is yeah, it's on Amazon. It's on all the major online yeah. bookstores. And when you're in Australia, you can order it directly cool. through my website as well. And then audio wise, um, is is it on like yeah. um the audio book? So is it on like Apple and stuff like that or? It's going to be, yeah. Okay. I'm just in the process of uploading it. It just finished. It was just finished last um, last week, basically. So um, we're in the process of uploading it, but it will be on all the major audio um, stores. So wherever you go for audio files, yeah, awesome. it will be available everywhere. Okay, mm. great. That's awesome. So, okay, um, it's been awesome talking to you. Like, I really connect with you because, like, we've, we haven't been through the same journey, but we've sort of been dumped into the same situation as such. And both of us have gone totally different avenues. Um, but it's nice to talk to um, a fellow foreigner, as it were. <laughs> and know yes. that what I've been through, you've been through as well, which is great. So, look, my final question to be to you would be, and I ask it to everyone, is if you had a superpower, what would your superpower be? Look. I think my superpower actually is asking questions. Yeah. Oh, I think <laughs> so, so too. Um, yeah. Blimey. Um, asking the right questions um, and listening to people and listening to answers. And um, what I've realized yeah. is um, that by asking the right questions, um, I can help myself, but I can also help other people. And I can help other people uncover their superpowers. Um, and I just love yeah. that because I love deep conversations like we're having right now. This is that that lights up my yeah. heart. I love that. So this is your superpower. Yeah. I totally adore that. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah, and, and and this is this is what I love: asking questions to go deep and asking the right questions to help us move along our path. Yeah, that would be my superpower. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just fascinated with people and what they've done to deal with the situations that they're in. And, um, you know, I talk to a lot of strong, positive people on here and people who have gone from like you, who have gone from a situation where you're depressed, you can't even get out of bed to then doing something so positive, which is writing a book about a mouse, a giraffe, a slug and a pig, maybe. <laughs> But we'll let you read the book then, uh, you know, so um, which is um, like which is amazing. And, and you've sort of followed it all the way through and you've not just gone, oh, I think I'll write a book someday. You've actually done the whole shebang as such. So, you know, that's just awesome. That's brilliant. So, look, I think asking the right questions is definitely a good superpower. Um, and I think we all need that superpower because it is like asking those right questions of yourself to be able to um, move forward, really. Thank you so much for spending the time with me this morning and coming on board, telling us about your journey and also then uh, telling us about the book without telling us about the book so you don't spoil it for us all. So I will put on the website where your website is so if people want to read the blog and things like that and if anyone wants to send any questions in, they can send them either direct to you or to me. That would be good. That's all great. So, yeah, look, thank you. Thank you for coming forward. Thank you. No, it's cool. It was so much fun. Thank you so well, much. Well, <laughs> hopefully lockdown for you and me will finish soon and we will be able to have a little bit more freedom. Um, but, yeah, have a great day. Same. Thank you, Claire. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey, and Twitter. 
have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.